Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And if my voice sounds a little different, it's because it's 6.30 in the morning, and I had to get up before my daughter got up so I could record this intro and, and record the, the ad spots. So that's why my voice, it's my this is my uh, first thing in the morning, just woke up voice. So you get that special treat. So today's episode is about hunting methods, I guess. And so what we cover is hunting from the ground, hunting from a ground blind, hunting out of a hang-on stand, hunting out of a climber stand, and then hunting out of a like a lightweight mobile um, tree steps and stand system. And so basically we run through the pros and cons of, of each of those. Between the three of us, we've used and continue to use all of those options and so we run through what we like about each and some of the benefits you get and and some of the you know some of the negatives or some of the downfalls to some of those options so or to all of those options right everything has a pro and a con so that's what today's episode's about before we get into that though i want to talk about our sponsor monster whitetail grub so they've been our original sponsor they've been with us the longest and for good reason, they make a good product. They're an Ohio company, and they actually try to source all of their ingredients from Ohio, even down to the packaging, the buckets and things that they they sell their product in. So they are a deer feed company, and they have basically anything that you would need from a deer feed uh, standpoint. They've got their their sort of premium product which is a high-protein feed. It's got mineral mixed in, which is really nice because it keeps the deer coming back even after the physical feed is gone. That mineral has worked down into the soil. They've got a flavored corn, and then they've also just got straight mineral. So if you're looking for feed, I would encourage you to check out Monster Whitetail Grub. There'll be a link in the show notes on how to get in touch with them and try some of their stuff. And with that, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so today we're going to talk about pros and cons of different hunting methods. And what I mean by that is hunting on the ground, hunting in a ground blind, in a hang-on, ladder stand, climber, hang-and-hunt type of system. Whatever you got, that's kind of the list I guess we're going to run through. So what, what kind of gave me the idea is we hunted out at the parks and we all used a different hunting method and... So I thought it would kind of be interesting to sort of just talk through the pros and cons of each. Maybe this is a good resource for somebody that's just getting into hunting or, you know, you've always hunted out of ground blinds and you're thinking about getting a tree stand, but you don't know, should I get a ladder stand? Should I get a hang on stand? Should I get a lightweight stand? You know, like you can use this as a resource for research. You know, if you're wanting to change your hunting style, expand your hunting style, try something different or you know, you're new to hunting or you want to send this to somebody that's new to hunting, whatever the case may be, that's kind of what we're going to do today. So we all got started hunting on the ground, the three of us. And I mean, that that's plain and simple. Go out, park next to a tree and hunt, right? I mean, that was, that was gun hunting. We all started gun hunting and that's how we got started. Right now, between the three of us, we've we've done everything sh- other than um, saddle hunting, which is sort of the ultimate lightweight mobile, which we're not going to get into because we've not done it. And so we can't really speak from experience on that. But so and you guys chime in here any, anywhere, but hunting from the ground, um, the beauty of hunting from a ground is there's essentially zero barrier to entry. You don't have to buy anything. You don't need any special gear. You just 
go find a spot where there's deer sign and sit down or stand, you know, stand behind a tree or, or, you know, you can do a couple things, right? You can just tuck back into some brush. If you're gun hunting, right, it opens up your options because you don't have to be as close. So that's, for me, I guess that's the main, my main pro for hunting on the ground. You guys have any other ones you want to touch on? Uh, I mean, the one specifically for me or anyone who's like me as a hunter, the one other pro is you can change your spot easily. You know what I mean? You're on the ground. That's a good point. Yeah. So you go in at, you know, early before dawn, you find yourself what you think is a good spot. And then the sun comes up, the birds start chirping and you realize, eh, this really isn't that good. And it's very easy to then just say, okay, I'm going to quietly move over 50 yards over there where I feel like it's going to be better. Right. If you haven't pre-scouted a spot, basically is what you're saying. You've gone in blind in the, in, you know, in the dark. Right. Right. So that sort of gives me an idea too, in that, um, you can change your spot just because you think, like you said there, you know, over there looks a little better or, you know, another thing that I've done is I set up somewhere and I saw a deer, you know, like you said, 50 yards over that way or something. I couldn't get a shot. Saw another deer over there. You know what? I'm going to move over there so I can get a shot, right? That would be more of like an archery situation, most likely. But, hey, I am I can be super mobile, right? There's a better spot over there. I'm going to move over there and hunt over there. Right. Yeah. Another benefit of hunting from the ground is you're not bringing anything new into the environment other than yourself and, you know, your hunting implement, you know, with a tree stand or a ground blind, there's, you're bringing something other than yourself into the environment to alert the deer that there's, or, or turkey, if you're, you know, you can hunt from the ground you know or a ground blind for turkey but yeah uh is you're not bringing anything new in for the deer to key in on yep you know i mean even a set of tree stand steps can kind of alert a deer you know they realize "Eh, that wasn't there yesterday what is that yeah there's nothing else to bring in that carries scent with it that's that's another good point another pro for just plain old hunting on the ground and i guess we've kind of touched on this in a roundabout way but another pro is you can hunt anywhere right with a tree stand you need a tree um with a ground blind i guess you can kind of set it up anywhere uh maybe you need flat ground or something to put it on but if you know if you're just going out and you're going to sit on a stump or you know stand in front of a tree or something, you, you basically have unlimited options as far as where you're going to hunt. So cons, cons for hunting on the ground. I think the biggest one I had is you've got no cover. Unless you unless you get tucked back into some brush, you've got no cover and, and it's pretty easy to get spotted, get picked off. Like I very rarely, when hunting on the ground, have a deer uh, say that I'm, you know, say I'm after a particular buck or something and I'm going to let the does walk hunting on the ground. uh, Unless you got good cover, like you're tucked into some brush or something that rarely happens, right? If you're set up close enough, especially for a bow hunt, if you're set up close enough to shoot where you think the deer is going to come through, if a non-target deer comes through, there's a good chance it sees you and, blows out of there and, and maybe screws things up you guys have any what are your cons uh kind of along the same line i mean the deer i mean visually you can be picked off i mean movement you've got to be really really still and then also scent um i mean you're on the same level as the deer's nose so any and all of your scent is going straight to the deer right or i mean you really got to play your wind right you really got to make sure your scent control, you know, if you're, which we'll get to later, if you're up in a tree, not that scent isn't important, um, but thermals are a little different 
you know, 25 feet up in the air versus on the ground level, which does some different things with your scent. It travels differently. Right. Um, so you can kind of get away with a little bit more when you're up in a tree for movement one and scent. Um, so it's more difficult, I would say, especially to fool a deer when you're down on the ground on its same level because they can pick you off with their nose. They can pick you off with their eyes because they pick up on movement. Um, so it's more difficult that way for sure. Yeah. Another thing I would say that is a con of hunting on the ground is your visibility. Um, you just, you can't see as far, you can't see a deer approaching as well as if you were up in a tree. Right. So you're kind of limited. Things are, well, and I keep going to, to bow hunting, right? If you're set up in a place to bow hunt, right, things are probably going to happen pretty quick. They're, you know, you're going to be tucked in somewhere and you might hear something and all of a sudden there's a deer and, you know, you got to make something happen. Whereas if, if you're gun hunting, you know, you can set up on a point or something, you know, where you can see a, a, a good long ways and you can see a deer coming. You got pretty good visibility if you have some kind of topography to work with. If it's flat ground, though, you know, you can see as far as the woods will let you see, I guess. And But getting up in a tree, right, you get a little better visibility. Yeah, that's one of those things that, like you say, we grew up hunting on the ground. So we didn't know what we were missing until we made the leap to climb a tree. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a big difference between being up in a tree in terms of visibility, especially with a lot of the area we hunt. Uh, specifically, you know, when we're bow hunting or even gun hunting, a lot of the area we hunt is pretty thick, brushy stuff. Um, so when you can get up above that thick brush, you can, it's amazing how much further you can see when you get up above the briars and that kind of stuff versus when you're down in it where the deer are, you know, you can't see more than 20 yards, which is good and bad. The deer can't see more than 20 yards either, but you know, they can smell you and see you versus if you're covered up in brush, you can't see more than 20 yards. And like you said, by the time that deer is out, it's on top of you and you're face to face and you can't make a move to even, you know, draw the bow or get the gun up or whatever you're trying to do. It makes everything happen a lot faster. So let's move to ground blind then. So, Obviously, we've been talking about, you know, the the movement, the lack of cover. Going to a ground blind, a big pro is the concealment, right? You're inside of a blind. You can get away with a lot more movement, and you're not going to get picked off as easily by a deer, right? The, the scent is still an issue. Scent's always an issue. Uh, but your, your visual, you can kind of... Um, not defeat, but but you have less to be concerned with, I guess, with uh, visibility from being seen by a deer, if that makes sense. That would be, I think, that's my top pro for a ground blind. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's that's probably the big thing is visibility. It's, I mean, it's a blind. It's built-in camouflage, so to speak. Um, so it definitely decreases the chances of the deer seeing you you know it's one more factor that's in your favor versus the deer's favor yeah another uh pro of hunting from the ground or a ground blind is typically verse hunting from an elevated position is typically you have much easier shots Mm, your shots are you know, directly broadside versus hunting from an elevated position where you have an elevated broadside shot. You know, it's yeah. a, a, a hunting from a ground blind. That shot's a lot easier, especially with a bow, to get a double lung pass through shot. Yeah, your shot angles are, yeah. are much yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Right, and that brings me to kind of unrelated but related to what jeff said um i just have you know with deer season being open uh, you know it's now the first week or whatever and 
Um, so it might be a little late for this tip or hot tip, but like you really need to practice how you're going to hunt. Uh, too many guys go to the range and shoot, you know, 20, 30, 40 yards, stationary, standing still, flat ground, and then they hunt from a tree stand or they spot and stalk where they're hiking, you know, tracking down a bedded buck and then they're out of breath and shooting from their knees or whatever the case may be. That's not how you practice. And it's amazing how different it can be when you're elevated versus flat heart rate up versus not right it can really change a lot so i would definitely recommend i know there's a couple archery ranges um near us here in northeast ohio and the one um does have an elevated station uh, which is nice because you can you know go up there and shoot down at the targets and just see um you know, it just changes everything, your shot angle, especially if you don't know how to shoot from an elevated area because it changes how you aim. It changes. You have to make sure your pivot points are right or else your sights don't work right. I mean, there's a lot that goes into shooting from a elevated position. And I don't know that guys take that serious enough. And then I think that leads to why there's so many poorly shot deer that result in lost meat or lost deer or whatever yeah that's a good tip so another pro i have for for a ground blind and this one's kind of iffy i get i guess where i was going with this is especially in a like in a hard-sided blind you can typically close open and close the windows relatively quietly and by closing the windows you can kind of keep your scent contained a little bit I guess even in a in a cloth blind, right? It it not that your scent's not going to get out, but maybe at a at a slower rate or or something. It feels like it it maybe contains your scent a little bit better. I don't have any data to back that up, but just an, anecdotally, feels like it maybe contains things a little better. Any other pros before we move on to cons for ground blinds? Okay, moving on to cons. So. Who wants to start? I've been starting on all these. Who wants to start on a con for a uh, ground blind? Uh, I guess I'll have one. The con for being in a blind on the ground versus just sitting on the ground is it severely limits your shot opportunities. Um, you know, if you're sitting on the ground with your back against the tree, you essentially have 180 degrees of shot opportunity. Obviously, the stuff in front of you, there's can block some shots and whatever. But when you're in a ground blind, you really are, you know, locked down to where the windows are. Right. Um, so you got to make sure, I guess one, when you're setting up your ground blind, that your windows are where you think the deer are going to come up. But anyone who spent any time in the woods, the deer always find a way to approach a different way than what you expect. Yep. So if you're in a ground blind, I've had times where, you know, the deer are just out of my view or I can see the deer out of the corner of the window, but there's no way I can shoot it because I'm limited by the structure of the blind. Um, I mean, obviously yeah. different blinds have different designs and different window layouts and that kind of stuff. But um, that's one definite con of a ground blind. Um, so and then another... One other, Go ahead. Another con along those lines is, you know, the structure of the blind. You have to take that into consideration when actually shooting. That goes back to your practice, how you're going to hunt. If you're going to shoot out of a ground blind, practice out of a ground blind because you need to make sure the limbs on your bow are going to clear the window ledge or the, you know, and this goes for, for you know, vertical bow or a crossbow. You, you know, you got to know where those limbs are going to, flex to after you release the arrow to make sure you're not going to hit something. You're not going to, you know, you're looking through your sight on a bow, but your arrow is, you know, some number of inches below that, you know, that you're not shooting through the blind material because the arrow is actually below the lip of the window or there's, there's things like that to consider that can be a definite con if, if you don't take them into consideration and you screw something up and, 
either flat out miss a deer or worse off like crazy the arrow goes way weird and you shoot a deer in the hind quarter or something because your limb hit the side of the blind so yeah you need to take that that into consideration so other cons for ground blinds what do you guys got another big con of a ground blind is that it's difficult if not almost impossible to just do like a setup and hunt if you yep. bring a ground blind into an environment and just pop it up there most of the time the deer are going to be very aware of it you know it's a brand new big object in the woods and they're not going to come anywhere near it yeah so you have to kind of set it up leave it there let the deer get used to it you know then you can hunt out of it because if you just pop it up you know pop it up one day hunt out of it the next the deer are still going to be very weary wary of it yeah i've i've not tried this i've heard that Turkeys seem to be pretty tolerant of new ground blinds, so so ground hunting turkeys from a blind, I think, can be effective. But I, like I said, I've not tried it. But yeah, definitely deer. That I had that on my list of you know there needs to be some some forethought. It needs to be set up well in advance because you're not just going to pop it up and go hunt the next day. Yeah, I've seen turkey while deer hunting from a ground blind, and they were very oblivious to it oblivious to me inside of it could care less right. you know walk walk right up to the edge of it while i've seen uh turkey while hunting from a tree stand those turkey saw me right away even though i was in full camo yeah. they saw me right away and took off you know because turkey are somewhat used to being pestered from above too by yeah, hawks yeah. or whatever so they they look up and they saw me and knew I wasn't something they wanted to mess with and they got out of there. Yeah. Another big con for me from a ground blind, and maybe this comes from just hunting on the ground, not inside of something, but it limits your visibility. So the deer can't see you as well, but you also, you know, sort of like Jacob was saying, right, you've only got these limited number of windows to look out. And you don't want to have all the windows open. I mean, it would be nice to have all the windows open because then you can see every direction. But then it, you stick out more sitting inside this blind with all the windows open, right? It sort of negates some of the benefits of the ground blind. So for me, it's hard for me to sit in a ground blind and just look out this one window for hours. It's like, especially if it's like on a field edge where there's not a whole heck of a lot to look at to start with then sitting in a ground blind is like oh this is almost like torture yeah uh, this might be a ground blind hunting pro tip here but uh when i'm hunting from a ground blind most of the time i have you know just one window open and then i have like peepholes on the other sides you know just have the window open you know a quarter of an inch but it's right at my eye level so i can okay peek out the sides and see you know because you always get that like what's that noise over there is that a deer yes. and if you're just sitting there and you know don't have any ability to look you're just sitting there wondering and you're halfway tempted to hang your head out the front window <laughs> so if you have oh, those dude. little what I, i'm i'm just laughing because i am such a ground blind rookie that you're you're describing my like the one time I tried to sit in a ground blind and hunt, you're describing everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's that behind me? I wonder if I could stick my head out here. I wonder if unzipping the zipper while there's something back there moving around would would be a bad idea. You know, it was like I just want to know what's back there. Yeah, because and I've had deer walk. I mean, within feet of the back of my ground blind before, and it's really? like. Yeah, and that's that's terrible because, I mean, walk within three feet of the back of my ground blind and I never have a, a chance to shoot because I didn't have any windows open to the back of me. Right. And 
you know, they just walk right on by. Yeah. But yeah, those peepholes, that's that's a good idea. I I utilize that a lot. You know, just yeah. open the zipper just, you know, an inch maybe, but right at eye level and you you know, it doesn't allow a lot of light in, so you don't get that, you know, you don't get all lit up inside there. Right. But it gives you the ability to look out and see. That way you can prepare if it is a deer coming or, you know, if it's a deer and it's not going to come out in front of you, you can try to call or do whatever you have to do to try to make it come out in front of you. Sure. Or make the decision that I'm going to try to slowly open this window to get a shot. Yeah. want to pause here for a quick second and talk about our sponsor, Mastin's Deer Sense. So Mastin's is a, is a premium scent product company. They actually collect all their scent on stainless steel, which a lot of other companies just collect on concrete. And if anybody knows anything about concrete, right, it's kind of porous and it soaks up uh, scents and and moisture and things like that. So it can lead to off flavors, off scents in your product. Mastin's collects on stainless steel, so it's clean and you get a good quality product in the end. And the best part that I really like is the prices. Mastin's product is... Like I said, it's a premium product, but you're not paying premium prices. So their four-ounce bottles of scent are cheaper than most anybody else's scent bottles. The one other good thing I really like, especially this time of year, is their scent dripper for, you know, if you were going to set up a mock scrape or something, their bottles go right into that. So you're not pouring that liquid into a different bottle which is really nice because then you're not risking getting that stuff on your hands and making a mess and whatnot. You just unscrew the cap, screw on the scent dripper cap, and you got a scent dripper. So it's really nice in that regard as well. So if you're looking for scent, I would encourage you to check them out and check out their website and order product at mastinsdeersense.com. Okay, so let's... Let's move on to I, I group these two together. So like a permanent hang on yeah. or hold on one second. Okay. Hold on one second, Jason. I forgot of a really good pro for hunting from a ground blind. Okay, let's hear it. And that's if you're you're not out in the weather. If it's raining, you're not sitting in the rain, you're you know, somewhat dry. If you have a good ground blind, you're completely dry. If it's snowing, the snow's not piling up on you. You know, wind, it protects you from the elements. That's a great one. I I didn't, because like I said, I haven't hunted out of ground blinds much, and I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a great pro for ground blinds. Yeah, so it's always good to have a ground blind somewhere in your hunting spot rotation, because if it's the day you can hunt and it's raining, at least you can go to the ground blind. Yeah. Okay, so now on to hang on slash ladder stands. Like I said, I, I group these together because it's, you, you know, whether it's a ladder stand or a, a, what I call a permanent hang on, it's sort of the same thing. Six of one, half a dozen of the other sort of thing. So let's talk about pros and cons of those. So now this is, this is the first scenario where we're up in a tree, right? We're above the deer's normal line of vision. So that's, for any of these going forward now, these are all going to be tree-type hunting options. You get up above the deer's normal line of vision, and you can get away with a lot more movement. Un- you know, But then you, you also hear about these areas where people always hunt from tree stands and the deer walk around looking up. You know, of, of course, that's you still need to be careful about your movement. But getting up above that normal line of vision helps a lot. So that's a big pro for any kind of a a tree stand, hang on ladder, whatever. What do you guys got? Yeah. Well, with the, the movement, getting away with the movement thing, I find it, it can kind of hurt you being from an elevated place late in the season when the leaves Mm. are off the trees and it hurts you at a distance when that deer is 100 yards away, 75 yards away, because you're still kind of in their line of sight at that right. distance. Right. And, 
you know, like any movement you make or sometimes just your body up there, they kind of are like, that's not right. That wasn't there yesterday. I'm not going near that. Yeah. And then when the deer is close, they're not looking up. But late in the season, when the leaves are off the tree, there's nothing to obstruct their vision from seeing up in the tree from a distance. You know, it can kind of hurt you to be at that elevated position. Yep. That's a good point. I would say the first, I guess it's a pro, pro over the later ones we're going to get to. This will be the cheapest option to get in the air. Um, your permanent hang-ons or ladder stands, you can get those much cheaper than climbing stands or those lightweight mobile hunting. You're talking a lot more money. Yeah. Um, so that's a pro is you can get up above the deer's line of sight for, I don't want to say cheap, but a lot cheaper than some of the later options we'll get to. Yeah. Um, I mean, the obvious con or potential con is you're introducing an element of danger into your hunt. Yeah. Um, when you climb, you know, 25, 30 feet in the air, you can fall 25 to 30 feet. So that can get very bad very quickly. There's obviously things, harnesses, safety lines, you know, tree straps, all that stuff to prevent that. But you got to, that's another piece of equipment you have to buy. Um, which if you're going to climb off the ground, you, it's a requirement. You absolutely need to be using those things. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, requires extra gear on my list here. Right. So like you said, your harness, all this extra safety stuff, right. You, you gotta have it, the straps to put all this stuff up. There's extra maintenance, right? You need to check these things yearly and make sure they're still in good condition. That's a that's a huge, like you said, I, I guess that's a huge con in the sense that if you're not doing these things, if you're not using these things, there's a huge element of danger in climbing off the ground to hunt deer. Now, pros, your visibility, you know, we've been talking about visibility. Your visibility from these things is great is much better right i i enjoy hunting out of a tree stand just because i see more stuff right it you know whether even if it's not deer right i i saw a, a raccoon on sunday you know and it was just wandering around on the ground that yeah i i mean given where it walked i i would have seen it if i was sitting on the ground there too but maybe it would have seen me before it got that close or or whatever the case may be right i you also have fun, fun interactions with squirrels, you know, especially this year for me, this early season stuff, you know, they're, they seem to be quite, uh, perturbed or surprised that to, to see a person sitting in the tree. It's, uh, so I've had quite a few fun, uh, fun, I guess, quote unquote, fun interactions with squirrels where they're, uh, barking at me or like, you know, they're just giving you this look like. What in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I've had, had uh, some strange. Go ahead, Jacob. Okay. The other thing I noticed is like along that same line, squirrels, but like birds. I like to play it like if it's a slow day in the tree stand. I like to try and kind of play a game with myself to see like how close I can get birds to land. <laughs> Because you got to sit super still, but then it gets, you know, when they start getting really close, then you almost, they almost scare you because they come, you know, they come zipping into a twig that's like right next to your head. But it's kind of fun to play again. If it's slow, slow time in the deer woods, you got to find something to pass the time. But, um, the squirrels, the, you know, the chipmunks and the birds, it's kind of, you can interact with the stuff up in the trees, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I've had a a couple of strange interactions with chipmunks in a ground blind. For some reason, chipmunks like to come into ground blinds. And, you know, they come in there and then they realize, oh, hey, there's a giant monster in here, basically. (laughs) And they freak out, you know, and sometimes it's like they they come in, they see you and they freak out and can't remember how they came in there and they're darting around everywhere (laughs) i had a chipmunk almost climb in my pack one time hunting on the ground i wasn't in a blind but yeah i was like tucked behind this 
clump of brush and I was, I had brought a little chair with me and I had my pack unzipped and it was, I mean, it was right there. You know, my, my pack was basically right down next to me. And, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it climbed on my pack, but didn't actually climb down in it. Like it looked like, you know, considered it like, Oh, I wonder what's in there. But then it, I think at that point, maybe I moved or something that saw me and, and the, and the gig was up, but yeah. Yeah. I had this last time I was out. Um, so Sunday of opening weekend where I was at was like a chipmunk Mecca. So I had all kinds <laughs> of chipmunks and I, I know I've heard chipmunks bark. They bark just like squirrels do. Um, I just never knew, I guess, what that noise was. I thought it was maybe a bird. I don't know. I just never knew like what a chipmunk barking sounds like. Mm-hmm. But now I know because they were just having quite the conversation with each other. And I was yeah. sitting there. So another, I guess to get back to hang-ons ladder stands, another pro for those that we touched on earlier is the scent, right? So getting up above that ground layer of scent if you will can potentially carry your scent over the deer that you're going to be hunting or you know if the if it's a if it's a high pressure day you know maybe it's it's carrying your scent up and away and you know you can almost hunt up there without other than the ground scent that you laid getting to your stand you can almost hunt without worrying about your scent in, in so many words, right? It, you know, it's always a concern, but, you know, I've had deer directly downwind of me in a tree stand, and I think, you know, using milkweed or whatnot, I, I think what was happening is my scent was just blowing over top of them and maybe hitting the ground back behind them or whatever the case may be. But it can it can give you some benefits, I guess, from a, a scent standpoint. Right. Well, that takes me to another hot tip. Anyone who has never used milkweed, um, I would recommend trying it out. It really gives you a lot of insight as to where and what your scent might be doing. And I know I've, it's surprising to me, you know, you have a wind direction that everyone looks up, you know, before you go out, you check the weather app, tells you which way the wind's going. But then when you get in your tree and you you know, drop a little seed of milkweed, it oftentimes does nothing like what the wind tells you it should be doing. So right. it's, you know, it's, I would say definitely look into that. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it grows in the wild, obviously you can just pick some, um, but it's very interesting to see what those seeds do, where they float to, where they travel, Um, how they, you know, if you're in the bottom of a hollow or whatever, how they kind of swirl around or, and then just think that's what your scent is doing. And it will start making a lot more sense why deer don't approach from certain directions when you're in a stand. Yeah. Cause you'll see, you know, well, the deer don't come from there where I thought they were going to come from, because even though I'm sitting, you know, in a whatever Northwest wind or pick any direction, the terrain really can affect where your scent actually ends up going and where that wind, you know, swirls to or ends up coming through your microcosm environment there. Yeah. One thing I'll say about milkweed is if you are going to use milkweed, you know, the, if you haven't heard, right, the monarch butterflies are in trouble and they rely heavily on milkweed. So make sure you're either leaving those seeds in the field or, you know, if you if you pull the seeds off of the milkweed fuzz, you know, plant that stuff or or at least return it to a, a field or, or something where it has a chance to grow. Don't just pull those seeds off and throw them in the trash or something. So do we want to move on to climbers? Well, sure. I'm I'm going to start with just one downside of all tree stands, and that's. Um, it can be very challenging to hunt on extremely windy days without getting like seasick. Yeah. So that's, that's a downside of, of all tree stands is, uh, 
sometimes on windy days they really get swaying and yep. you can you can get a little sick to your stomach yeah and i've i guess when i was putting my list together here a lot of these you know once you get off the ground some of these pros and cons are universal right like the the scent thing any of these the climber the hang on the the hang and hunt setup you're up above you get some scent benefits Universal con, like we talked about, is you're now off the ground and there's a potential for falling, getting hurt, you know, or even dying because you fell out of a tree stand and broke your neck or something crazy like that. So some of these are, are kind of universal, but that's another good one that we hadn't touched on. Yeah. Yeah. Another con, this just popped in my head, of a ladder stand is that you're adding element a pretty large element to the ground to eye level for the deer. So it can take them some time to get used to it being there. And, you know, if you're just trying to do a setup and hunt, sometimes the deer are a little weary because it's, you know, they can see the ladder there, you know, off of the tree and are very weary, wary of what is that. Another con with ladder a ladder stand specifically that I've I've experienced is they tend to be or you got to be careful about noise right ladder stands for me at least they tend to want to creak and pop and you know just make non natural noises more so than other types of stands that I've hunted out of so ladder or climber stands and Jake you're you're our resident climbing stand expert so what are your favorite pros for climbing stands uh the f- i guess the big pro or the main pro and this is kind of going to go with the rest of these going forward is it opens up mobility um you can kind of hang and hunt so to speak you don't have to have a spot necessarily picked out, cleared out. You know, your hang-ons and ladder stands is prep work, essentially. You almost have to go in ahead of time, set them up, clear your shooting lanes, get everything ready to go. Um, when you start getting into a climber, you can move your spot around a little bit, climb up a tree, climb down a tree, switch trees. Um, so it gives you mobility. Um, the But with that... And then unless you've used a climbing stand or know someone who has, you don't realize how many trees you need a straight tree to use a climber. Um, and you don't realize until you try to climb it, how many trees aren't straight. Well, and you need a tree that doesn't have branches or, or I guess doesn't have branches below the height you want to hunt at. Right. At least anything significant that you can't just trim off. Um, it can't have big divided branches right you know so you need a straight tree that's big enough to support you i mean diameter wise and it can't have you know v's in it or big branches coming off the side like you said unless that's higher than where you want to hunt so that kind of falls into the cons is you are sort of limited on your location because you have to find the right tree um which when you get into like, you know, even a permanent hang on, you can hang a tree stand in any tree. It's not always as easy. Sometimes it's a pain, but right. once you get it set up there, it's kind of a set it and forget it. It's, you know, one day of work to figure it out and get it up there. And then you're set for the season. It's going to be in that tree for the whole season. Um, with a climber, you know, there's select trees that work for a climber, but you are able to carry it on your back. They're lighter. Um, they're not, you know, you're super light, but they're lighter than, you know, your standard hang on stand and you can carry them in on your back and kind of do a sight unseen hunt much easier. So that would be a pro. Um, again, you're up in the air. I guess the one pro that this has over, pretty much all the other options is when you use a climber, there is literally nothing at ground level. Yeah. Um, you don't have steps, you don't have ladders, you don't have anything attached to the tree. 
below where you're sitting. So there's nothing to trigger the deer's sight at the ground level to say like, that tree's weird, you know, or that looks different. Um, so that's the one, I guess, major pro that it has over anything else. I mean, even when you're going as far as like the saddle hunting, there still needs to be some way to climb the tree. Yep. Um, but with the climbing stand, the stand is what you use to climb the tree so that it goes up with you. So uh, question, cause I've not hunted out of a climber. <clears throat> Can you, you know, I, I, I know what a climber looks like, right? And it's, it's. A, a chair basically with a foot platform you can you can obviously sit right can you stand on that platform and and turn around like you can on a regular tree stand platform uh yes it probably depends on the model i would imagine you know i only have one model of climbing right. stand and there's different you know you can go from basic climber stands up to cadillac climber stands um but my personal climber stand that i have um, the seat part is almost just like a tree stand cushion that you would normally sit like in a regular tree stand. It's a little right. thicker, but it, and then it's, you know, it's got straps that kind of come up and around the top frame. So it's totally, you can fold it up, flip it out of your way, move it around. Okay. Um, you know, there's maybe some other climber stands that have more rigidity to the seat that would complicate things a little bit. Um, that would be another con, uh, that I've noticed over just hang on stands is they feel kind of, I don't know, I guess a better, best way to put it is like claustrophobic because when you sit down in them, like when you sit down in a hang on stand, typically where you're sitting, there's no rails or sides or anything yeah. up around you when you sit in a climbing stand you're almost sitting like down in the frame so like the rails are kind of like at least waist high if not higher like they're almost up in your armpits okay so it's like you're kind of sitting almost down in the stand which kind of limits your ability to turn around and see what's behind you from a seated position you almost have to stand up i mean you can turn around you just gotta kind of get used to it it's different Right. Um, but it's for the, I guess for me using a crossbow, it's almost like I sit down in my climber stand and then my bow is on my lap. And it's like, I'm, I find myself, there's a lot of times where it's like, I don't have enough room to put stuff. You know, I put my tree hooks and stuff or my strap that has hooks up above me or whatever, but it's just, it's a little tighter feeling or cozy, if you will. Yeah. Um, than like a normal hang on or what I would imagine, you know, a light hang and hunt stand. I don't own one, but same idea as a hang on stand. It's just lighter, um, more minimalistic, but it, it's tighter. It's not as loosey goosey, I guess, which yeah, some yeah. people probably like cause they feel more secure. Um, but, I guess that kind of goes with the cons too, is there's nothing, I don't want to say nothing, but there's with a climbing stand, there's nothing securing your stand to the tree other than the stand itself and its design. There's no ratchet straps. There's no strap that goes around the tree and locks the stand into the tree. Right. Um, I mean, you could always take a ratchet strap or some sort of strap and add that for more security. If that's something you're worried about, but by design, there's no, you're not supposed to use a strap to like lock that stand into place. Right. Um, okay. It's just the way that it's designed. It's, you know, we've got the stand has teeth on it kind of that the weight of you putting downward pressure digs those teeth in to the tree and then it stabilizes it. Right. So another con, and this is going to apply to the next one as well, is you have to carry all this extra gear into the woods each time, right? If you're hunting from a, a preset hang on stand, all you have to take in is your bow and or gun and, you know, whatever else, you know, if you're bringing an extra, some extra layers for clothing or calls or whatever, but you don't have to bring a whole heck of a lot. Whereas with a climber and like I said, the, the next, you know, the, the lightweight, 
hang and hunt set up. You got to lug all this gear into the woods with you every time. So anything else on climbers we want to touch on before we move on to a lightweight hang and hunt setup? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. I think I went over everything. I probably made it sound like they're a terrible thing. I'd like my climber. I said a lot of cons, but um, <laughs> I do like my climber because it gives you a little bit more mobility and you can move your area. Like you said, the best example I can think of is it's kind of like your hang and hunt setup, Jason, that you use. But if you're in a tree and you notice the deer crossing this creek that I thought they were going to cross in front of me, they're crossing it 100 yards or 50 yards to my left at lunchtime or whatever, after my morning sit, I can get down and move. If you have a structured, you know, normal hang on stand, not that you can't do it, but it's much harder to do it without the deer noticing your intrusion, making right. a bunch of noise, you know, cause those stands aren't designed to be quiet. So a lot of times they're hung up with sh- straps that are metal and clanky and heavy, <laughs> So it's just not a stealthy process. Yep. Um, so that's the really nice thing about the climber and then also what we'll get into, the hang and hunt, kind of lighter hang-ons, is you can move around to where the deer are. You can use your most recent information to the max and really move to where you need to be. Yeah. Um so that's, but like I said, I said a lot of cons because as with anything, you get something and you're like, well, I'd cha- I, I wish I could do this, 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 and this. Yeah. But I mean, it does open up a lot of opportunity to do things like, you know, we're participating in, you know, this park hunt where you're not allowed access to the property before the first day you're allowed to hunt. That makes it very hard to hang a tree stand the traditional way. Right. You know, because without blowing up your whole first couple days, because you go in there and try to hang a stand and carry in a, you know, traditional steps and, and, or a ladder. And it's just not, you know, deer are smarter than that. Yeah. So our last one that we're going to cover is the lightweight hang and hunt setup. So these are. If, if you're not familiar, right, it's, it's, you know, they're typically lightweight aluminum stands and I mean, you can use them as a permanent, you know, carry it in, hang it and leave it all season. But what a lot of guys do is because they're more expensive, they use them as a mobile hunting setup where you, you hike into where you want to hunt, hang the stand, hunt, and then tear it all down and carry it back out with you. So that's what I do primarily. I have the uh, the Hawk Helium stand and sticks. And so pros are much like the climber and the hang-on stands in that you're up above, right? You got, you got all the scent benefits. You're up above the deer's normal vision. One pro above a, a climber that, you know, Jacob mentioned, you kind of need the right tree. With this type of setup, you can get into many more trees. Um, you're not maybe maybe less trees than a a permanent hang on, but more trees than a climber. And a, a reason I say that is I'm not taking a big saw in to trim limbs or you know cut out an opening to where I can get my stand in there, or if there's a lot of little trees around it that are going to limit shot opportunities, you know, the idea is to go in there and be as, as, you know, minimal impact as, as possible. Right. And so I'm not bringing a big saw in there to, or a pole saw, or, you know, I'm, I do have a small hand saw in my pack, but you know, so you've got tree options more so probably than a climber, but but maybe if you really were going to spend the time and, and cut limbs and cut shooting lanes, maybe less so than if you were going to hang a stand preseason or earlier in the season. Because you can do more of that trimming, cutting, cutting branches. You know, if it's a, I'm thinking, you know, if it's a pine tree or something, you, you know, you can get up in that tree, but you're going to need to cut a lot of branches to to get an opening uh-huh. to be able to shoot out of, basically. So 
those are pros. Um, cons are like the climber. You've got to carry all this stuff in with you every time. And the, the biggest con, and, and the reason I say this is because I fought with it on Sunday, is you just, it's, you got to have, a, I guess, a high attention to detail and work out a system to do this beforehand. You know, don't walk into the woods and try to figure it out on the fly, if, if you will, because what ends up happening, you know, if you're trying to get up the tree in one trip, you know, you've got pull-up ropes, you've got to get steps hung on the tree. There's a lot of moving pieces and parts and things that need to happen in the right order, all while trying to not make a bunch of noise. And mm-hmm. so, you know, my hunt, my morning hunt that day was just a calamity of errors because as I'm hanging my steps on the tree, you know, I've got my harness, I'm tied to the tree. I've got pull-up ropes on my stand and my bow. I get halfway up and my pull-up rope is tangled up to where it's now lifting the stand as I can, as I try to continue to climb the tree. So climb back down, get that all untangled, climb back up, get the last step hung pull the stand up. Well, now the, now the pull up rope is tangled around the bottom step. And so I can't get the stand up. So climb back down, untangle all that. And, and by this point, the pull up rope for my stand is tangled with the pull up rope for my bow. So I untie everything, get it all untangled, climb back up, get the stand hung, get in the stand, go to pull up my bow. And I get to the end of my pull up rope and no bow. Well, when I untied everything, when I was down on the ground, I forgot to then tie the, you know, because now it's getting daylight, I'm rushing. I forgot to tie the bow back on. So climb back down, tie the bow on. You know, it was just like one thing after another, just because I hadn't practiced with everything. I I hadn't sort of pre-thought through all of the steps and... You know, there's just ropes and and lineman's belts and tree tethers and pull up. You know, it's just there's just a lot. (laughs) Right. So that's uh, that's a that can be or is a big con for that type of a system. Right. You've got to you've got to kind of practice with it and dial in a process or a procedure so that it's quick and efficient. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be MFing yourself and wishing, uh, you know, you'd have just hung, come in here and hung a stand at the beginning of season and not had to deal with all this every time. Right. So. I would say another con, and this is just in comparison to the rest of the options we covered, is this is the most expensive option. Yes. Uh, Good point. These aluminum stands, aluminum sticks. Although they are very lightweight, which makes them mobile, able to carry on your back, they're not cheap. Yeah. So this is a, I'll call a major investment, so to speak. If that's something you're going to go into, you know, you're not going to get anything close to this, you know, at for a hundred dollars at Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's just not going to happen. Your Field and Stream stand isn't going to cut it. You know, these are very top end. They're expensive because they have better material. Um, the aluminum is obviously much more expensive to make stands out of than your traditional steel stand. Right. Uh, So they're more expensive, but like you said, it opens up mobility option, especially if you're a public land hunter, uh, someone who, you know, you don't want to leave your stand on public land for someone else to steal. Um, I mean, how, no matter how many locks and ties you put on your stands and ladders and whatever, a dishonest man is going to be a dishonest man. You can defeat those things relatively easy if you have the right tools. Yeah. So if someone, you know, if someone's coming to steal your stuff, they're going to steal your stuff, even if you lock it up, even if you put your name on it, even if, you know, anything you can think of. So it well, also allows the other you, thing you have, I was going to say it allows you to, um, you know, hunt public land without worrying about your stand disappearing because you take it in with you and you take it home with you. 
Yeah, the other thing you have to worry about on public land is someone else hunting from your tree stand. Yeah. You know, because that's that's perfectly within their right to do. So, and if you don't want someone else going to your spot and hunting it, then you got to take your tree stand with you or find some way to prevent them from getting to it, you know, taking your steps away or something. Yeah. Another, I guess another pro for either a climber or a a hang and hunt system is it sort of forces you to pick the best spot each time you go in versus, well, my stands set up over here. I'm going to hunt over here because that's where my stands at. You know, you can say, well, I'm seeing the sign over here at this time of season. And so I'm going to set up over here versus, yeah, I'm seeing the sign there, but my stand's over here, and so I'm going to just hunt out of my stand, you know. Another, I don't know if this is a pro or a con, but, you know, with the with the preset hang-ons, right, typically you've got, a, you end up with a handful of stands, right? You've got three, four tree stands, steps to get up into them, or, or some kind of climbing method to get up into the stands, Versus a hang and hunt, you're gonna like Jacob said, you're gonna spend a lot more initially, but then you're you've only got one stand to deal with, I guess. I don't know if that's a pro or a con, but it's just another thing to kind of think about. Like we said, if you're if you're using this as a uh, a comparison to see, you know, what do I want to invest in? That's another thing, I guess, to to think about. You're not gonna have a bunch of different stands that you got to deal with set up, make sure straps are still good, you know, whatever it's one stand and that's all you got to worry about. Yeah. I mean, I would say a lot of it probably has to do with where you hunt and how you hunt. I mean, if you have your own property that you hunt all the time, it's yours. Hang on stand is probably the way to go because you know where the, hot spots are are you the pinch points it's your property you know at like the back of your hand you put stands up in the summer you know you clean everything out it's you have all the time in the world essentially to prep for the season get your stands up do all the labor work you know if you're someone who travels two hours to your hunting property and you share that hunting property with you know it's permission property we'll say and there's five other guys that have permission there now you're getting into, well, maybe you don't want to leave all your stuff two hours away because what if, whatever, I don't know, your buddy, your brother calls you up and says, hey, I want to go hunt this piece of public this weekend. Well, now you don't have a tree stand because they're yeah. two hours away up in a tree somewhere. So it just probably depends what you do, how you hunt. Um, the way we hunt, you know, our cabin, our hunting cabin down in southern Ohio is you know, a solid three hours away. So we can't do any prep or pre-scouting really work down there. There's not a whole lot of time with our, you know, young families, whatever. So for us, a more mobile setup is generally a little bit better uh, because we go down there for a rut weekend, you know, bow, bow weekend. We try to do it around the rut and we don't have time to go down there and set permanent stands up really. So we have to to our advantage, there's terrain down there. So we use the terrain to our advantage. Um, but then we're either hunting from the ground or a mobile type setup to where we can try and make that work. But like I said, if you're someone who has your own property and that's where you hunt all the time, you know, there's no reason to get aluminum hang and hunt set up. If you're gonna, you know, you have access to your whole property and five, normal hang-on stands that are always, if you hunt the same areas every year, early season, I hunt this tree, you know, rut, I hunt this tree. You might as well just save yourself some money and get permanent hang-on stands and put them in the trees you always hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest downside of the climbers and the hang-and-hunt stands is typically they're by far the noisiest option day of um carrying in a stand unless you're jason and really work hard to silence it typically it there's a, an additional noise 
you yeah. know, of metal either scraping or clanging, and then you're hanging it, and there's the noise of that, you know, hanging it or climbing a tree, and there's, you know, it's it's noisier the day of than a pre-hung stand or a ground blind where you're either just climbing steps or a ground blind, you know, you might have a zipper or a door, but that's the only sound really day of. Yeah. You definitely can be more stealthy if everything's already in the woods set up for you. I mean, it's just a much quicker process too. You don't have to get there quote unquote as early. I mean, if you're right, just trying to slip up into a pre-hung stand it takes you know as long as it takes to walk to the tree and then you're in your stand right it's much easier with those type of systems versus yeah like i said you know you've got a you've got all this stuff right you're you're trying to go up the tree in one trip and there's just a lot of things to to think about so all right anything else you guys want to mention before we shut her down no, I don't think so. I think we covered everything pretty well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's been a good one. Like I said, hopefully this is a, a good resource for people. If, you, if you're considering upgrading some of your stuff or getting into tree stands or you're new to hunting or you know somebody new to hunting, send this to them and hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's helpful. And uh Yeah. Continue to listen. Continue to share the podcast. We really appreciate that. If you're listening and you're liking what you're hearing, take a screenshot and share it to social. Tag us. We're Ohio Huntsman on Facebook and Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram. And if you're not already following us on those platforms, you should. We're you know we're always sharing articles, lottery hunts. Give you know if we if we see other companies doing giveaways, I try to share that stuff and and then of course just uh, daily goings ons of what hunting we're doing, what we're up to, that kind of thing. So with that, I think that's it. Shut it off and thanks everybody for listening. Mm-hmm.